Okay. It's a little bit quiet. Why now is it? I am recording. Cool. Cool. There. 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 Yeah, baby. Hi, Darren. Hi there. Hi, Jake. How you doing? What's going on? I'm good. Good. How How are you doing? I'm doing okay. A little uh, frazzled, but I'm doing well. Frazzled by what? Just like, just lots of stuff, man. I mean, I told you I had like the worst night ever uh, two nights ago, the other night. And then, uh, I mean, I got more work, but it's more PA work. (laughs) So happy to be paying the bills, but not happy to be paying the bills that way. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that's why I'm frazzled. How are you, Jake? How are you doing? Uh, I'm really good everything is going really really good for me nice. i can't even imagine feeling frazzled right now like that's just ugh. people who feel frazzled are so far below me i yeah. just feel like just like scum yeah the scum of the earth really yeah great <laughs> happy to hear it no things have been going well darren uh i've been watching a lot of vines Actually, I am a little frazzled that Vine isn't back. Like, it's yeah. so crazy that Twitter bought it and then was like, fuck this. Did you hear about all... Because they were making Vine too, and it was supposed yeah, to be... Yeah, now they're not. Yeah, now they're not. They, like, all this money went into Kickstarter from people to make Vine 2, and then then we find out they're not making Vine 2. They're... They have Weevo, which was trying to be Vine. Um, I, I just don't understand it. Like... It's such a simple thing, and people loved it, and, like, yeah. why would you buy it and then just be like, fuck this? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Um, it's, so, actually, I mean, I don't know. There's, there is a story of how Vine got taken down, and it was like, you know, did you hear, do you know, like, why, essentially, Vine got, so it was... It was, like, people having a problem with ISIS being able to communicate via Twitter. ISIS got Vine shut down. And uh, people had a problem with ISIS communicating via Twitter. So they boycotted ISIS. Or they boycotted Twitter. And... And, uh... Twitter was, like, losing money because of that. Because there's so many people who were like, Fuck Twitter, I'm not using Twitter anymore. And they lost a bunch of money, and they were like, we need to cut... And Twitter owned Vine, so Twitter was like, we need to cut some of our staff. So they just cut Vine altogether as an asset. Bad move on but why Twitter's was it, part. why was it that Twitter's ISIS could use Still doing Vine. great. Uh, what? Why was it that ISIS could use Vine? They, I'm sure they could, but... <laughs> I don't think they want it. I don't think that would be, like, very useful. You only get six-second videos. Oh, I see what you're saying. What are they going to do on Vine? <laughs> like, No, I thought you were saying they cut Vine because that's how ISIS was using it. Like, Vine's just, like, six-second meme videos. ISIS is going to Darren, you're not to listening other, to me. Going, like, about to bomb a, about to bomb a cathedral. <laughs> Back at it again with the suicide bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, really dark stuff. I thought you were saying they were using Vine, but you're just saying they had to shut it down for the money. 
Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Twitter owned Vine. They had to shut down mm-hmm. Vine to save money because so few, so many fewer people were using Twitter. Tweeter. So that's why we don't have uh, Vine anymore, and I'm really bummed out. Um, dude, Vine was just like. God was like, you know what? Humans have been through a lot. Let's give them this one thing, this one pure thing that's just, it's just six seconds. It's just hilarious. I wouldn't say Vine was pure. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's a, like, think about all the pop Viners that were on making just, like, the same joke over and over again. <laughs> like, they're, like, it's always, like, like, a dude's, like, walking by and then, like, there's a chick with, like, a really nice ass, and then they, like, look at the chick's ass, and they're like, oh! And then there's a guy who's like, oh! And then the chick turns around, and it's, it's like, it's a it's a guy or something, and they're like, oh, no! Oh! Oh! <laughs> and there's always, like, some hit Top 100 song playing at the same time. I saw that Vine made by different people, and also the same people, different times. <laughs> Probably, you know, a hundred different times. I actually have a friend who was in a famous Vine. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that me? Yeah. That wasn't a pop Vine, though. That was, like... That wasn't... That didn't do pop Vine numbers. That did, like... That did, like, viral meme numbers. Yeah, but still. Because that was pretty much a meme. Like, we were just trying to make a fucking weird video. And it it was memeable. It became memeable, so people... Dude, viral meme numbers ain't nothing to sneeze at. I mean, for I'm proud of you. They are, but like, I'm confused about who the audience is for all of those same exact cookie cutter pop vine videos. I'm really confused by who is like watching those. Like, oh man, that was they twelve did year it olds. Again. <laughs> they fucking did it again. They did the chick's ass joke again, dude. What? I mean, I think there are just so many people using Vine that like. Didn't necessarily see it multiple times, you know? If you don't use it all the time, and you're just like, Whoa! I've never seen this before! It's so funny! <laughs> yeah, there's probably like... Because that, that's what... I I, <laughs> I I tried to get on Weibo, which was like a comeback from Vine. Jake. And, uh, and that was essentially the same fucking thing over and over again. It was the same Vines. Yeah, it was it was uh, it was fun. It was not. It was it, I I I went in and I was like, oh, Vine's back, baby, and it's gonna cater to what I like, which is memes. And then I was like looking at it and I was like, this is this is not what I hoped for. Did you get anything fun? Dar- Did you get anything fun this week, Jake? Yeah, Darren, I just talked about it. Other than that, is what I mean. Other than that, uh. The only thing other than that I did was homework and see movies, so... Darren, what's your favorite Vine? What do you think is the best Vine? Um... Uh, you're really... You're... I'll go first. You're opening the floodgates here, buddy. No, you get one answer. And I'll go first. I'm trying to think, okay. It's back at it again at the Krispy Kreme. <laughs> it's the perfect Vine. If you haven't seen Back at It Again at the Krispy Kreme and you're listening to this, go watch it. I guarantee, I guarantee you'll watch it at least ten times. It's so good. Do you know what I'm talking about, Darren? 
I think is it the one where he does the flip? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that one. Yeah. <laughs> Back at it again at the Krispy Kreme. <laughs> um I loved uh uh EA Sports It's Only Game. <laughs> Did you have you seen that one? I sent that one. Yeah, in you the sent chat. that to me. It's like a hockey player. Yeah, it's like a hockey player interview and it's like EA Sports. It's on my game. Why do you have to be mad? <laughs> I love that one. Darren, <laughs> what have you been up to? Um, just just killing it. I had the worst night I've ever spent in LA and there's a lot to explain. I can paraphrase. Tell us how much how however much detail you want, dude. Okay, so I was like Darren, planning to see. Darren, a hold, on, hold on, gotcha. hold on, hold on. This is long. This is long. Hold on. Just right. take a. I was just joking earlier about people who were frazzled being below me. I'm sorry that you don't that you were frazzled. I knew you were joking, Jay, because if you weren't joking, you'd be a psychopath. Um, I just want the listeners to know that Darren and I have a a teasing friendship. We we just like to tease. We're we're, yeah. we're real sick pups. We're a couple teases. <laughs> a couple of sick animals. Um, I didn't want to get any hate on Twitter of people being like, why does Jake hate Darren? He was just frazzled. Everyone gets frazzled. <laughs> Miss Frazzled. Everybody's frazzled sometimes. Everybody's frazzled sometimes. All right, Darren, go on. Uh, go on. So, yeah, um, for, it was just bad timing and stupidity on my part. Uh, so I'm working. I do delivery driver. I'm a delivery driver, as some people already know. And I was driving. I was like, tonight I'm going to see two movies. I'm going to do a double feature. And I got to be there by 7 to see the first one. So it's like 5 o'clock and my boss texts me. And I never get calls into work at like past 3 o'clock. Today was like different for some reason though. I don't know why. And she's like, hey, I need you to take this, like, two-hour trip. And I was like, no, I hate turning down jobs. But I was like, dude, I have to trade my car into this production company so that they can use it for a production at 7. I can't do that. Which is another thing. I had to trade my car at 7. My, this dude was coming to my house to trade cars with me at 7. So I'm like, all right, he has to show up at 7 because, like, otherwise I'm not going to make my movie. Because it started at, like, 7.20 and the theater's like, 15 minutes away from me. So anyway, uh, he gets there late, and I'm like, all right, all right, all right. And then, like, as soon as he pulls in, he kind of wants to talk for a little bit. And I'm like, okay, great. Hey, man, I'm sorry. I really got to go. <laughs> I just, I, I got to catch a movie. I'm sorry, man. And, like, he's like, oh, okay. And then I go to the movie. I see the double feature. I saw, we can talk, which we will talk about later. I saw uh, Just say the first movie. I saw Bad Times at the El Royale. And then I saw First Man. And it was great. And I was having a lot of fun and stuff and then I come back to my house and I go to my door. My door is locked. I'm like, oh, oh no, I'm an idiot. This is where I mean my stupidity comes into play because I forgot oh, my house keys. Oh, because you gave him your keys. car keys and your house key was on your car yep. keys? I gave him all my keys and I totally forgot that my house keys were on those. So I was like, shit, 
It's 1 a.m. at this point. It's 1 in the morning. I call the dude, and I'm like, dude, if he's not up, I'm sleeping in his car tonight. And it was, oh, and it was also, never rains in L.A. Never rains, as L.A. people will tell you. It was fucking pouring rain tonight. Pouring rain while I'm outside of my house, and I'm, like, calling this dude. So I'm like, hey, man, uh, I gave you my keys. Thank God he answered. He was like, yeah, sure. I live in Woodland Hills. Once again, Woodland Hills, it's where I woke up that lady at 4.30 in the morning. Uh, <laughs> it's 30 minutes away from where I live, like, without traffic. So I just fucking booked it so fast to his to his house. I was speeding. People were being idiots on the road. But I got through it. I got to his house. He gave me his keys. I, like, profusely apologized to him. And then I was like, all right, I'm in the clear. I can go home and sleep. I was exhausted. I was dead tired i was fucking like i just need to get home out of this car and sleep well what do you know i turn on a road little bunny hits my like i a little bunny this is bad timing little bunny runs into the middle of the street i i take it i take it the fuck out i took this bunny out okay i felt horrible i just like i like saw it last minute because i was like looking at the directions on my phone because i didn't have a phone arm thing a phone mount so I was like looking on my knee and then looking up at the same, like oh, trying to shit. go between that. I got to call Darren back. And then, uh, oh, the call ended. Oh. Oops. I accidentally hung up on him. He tried to call me back. Okay. Okay, there we go. Hey, sorry about that. My internet like cut out for a second. That's okay. Um, you hit this bunny. I'm trying to find you right now. I still can't see you. There you are. Okay. Yeah, so I hit this bunny, and it hits my uh, passenger side. So I'm like, I I look up at the last second. I see the bunny, and I'm like, shit! And I like start stomping on my brakes, but it's too late. The bunny's fucking dead. So I drive, I like, I slow down, and this is in front of this dude who's just like waiting on the side of the road, like, I don't know what, he was like leaning on his car on the side of the road, just like looking at people, and I was like, I stopped right in front of him, and I like looked back, he, he thought I was like asking him for something, so he goes like, and I'm like, no, 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 and I looked back, and then like, uh, I saw nothing in the road, so I was like, what the fuck just happened? I saw nothing, and I was like, okay, I must have like, that bunny's dead. I'm not going to go back and check. It's dead. Uh, it stopped existing. <laughs> it stopped. I, I, I hit it into the, another, obliv- another oblivion. <laughs> and then I get home. Um, by the way, also, when I got home and forgot my keys, there was just, like, a dude in my driveway, just, like, standing in my driveway. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is going on? Why are you in my driveway? And, uh, and so, like, I was confused by that. Anyway, flash back forward to going home. Well, I'm driving home. I'm like, all right, this is already a super stressful night. And then I'm like, all I got to do is get home. There's no traffic. There's no traffic. I'm going to get home. Guess what there was? Standstill traffic for like 15 minutes because a dude wrapped his fucking car around a tree. Yeah, I was like driving past. I was like this. I was like, are you kidding me? I just want to go to sleep. And like, I was like driving and like, I was like, I hope this like, 
I don't know. I don't know what's gonna what I'm about to see. And sure enough, I look over and there's like a guy slumped over in his car, uh, wrapped around the tree. And that just like made me realize like, I am pretty lucky. At the same time, I'm pretty unlucky with just like inconveniences. But that could have been me. Like it could have been. I could have been that unlucky. And right now I'm just unlucky in the form of like inconveniences. So. I get home, and then because all that shit just happened, I can't sleep for, like, another hour. So I got shit sleep, and then, um... What time did you get home? Like, 2.45, 3-ish. It was bad. It was rough. So, yeah, that was, like, uh, maybe the worst night I've had out here so far. Uh... And it was just lots of, it was just like forces of nature type shit. Just like every force of nature was against me. But I'm about to do a comedy show tonight, so maybe tonight will <laughs> be the worst night of my life. Every no. force of nature, including man and self. This was like yeah. a perfect, uh, like, uh, fuck, like an example of all the types of, like, conflict you can have in a story you know because it's you versus yourself because you fucked up with the car keys yep it was you versus it was man versus man because everyone was out to get you man versus nature because it was raining man versus society because of the traffic yeah man and then versus man nature v- also because the bunny yeah that was more nature versus man <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then uh man versus god because god clearly hates you yeah I didn't know man versus versus God was a. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know man versus God was a uh, class. It was a type yeah, of story. Of course it is. I didn't know it was a type of conflict. Okay. Cool. Have you never read like any Greek play? Yes, I have, Jake. Come on, I play Which God ones? of War three all the time. Tell, just tell me the name of the plays you've read. The one about the one about uh, you know, Schmarmy Sh- Dinkins and the, and the <laughs> trio boys, <laughs> you know. Darren, let's get into some... Oh, by the way, this is Snickles. I'm Jake Smith. I'm Darren Hone. That was a long intro. <laughs> Darren, I'm sorry that all of that happened to you, but uh, it's over now, and nothing bad will it's ever happen now. to you again. I almost had an anxiety attack. I haven't had an attack in a long time. Me neither. I almost had one. We should try to have them have an anxiety attack at the same time. <laughs> I'll be open about it. I have general anxiety disorder. Do you have general anxiety disorder too? Uh, I've never been diagnosed with anything. Oh, okay. Word. But probably. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. You seem like a fucking neurotic asshole. <laughs> um, Darren, after that video the other day, I just don't know how much room you what? have to talk. <laughs> Which one? Our shoot? I don't know if you're allowed to talk about it. I don't want to get into the specifics. Um, the video we recorded, like the other day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I know that I am. So, like, it takes one to know one. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't yeah, know you I... could, it takes one to know one yourself. I know I am, but what are you? Oh, that's what uh, Socrates once said. He said, I know you are, but what am I? Yeah, tying that Greek shit together. There we go. 
Yeah. Anyway, Darren, uh, it was a really, really big weekend for movies. And there's like, I know that we both saw multiple movies, but there's only one movie I want to talk about. And I won't accept any discussion of anything else. And that's B-Tater? Nope. Don't even mention what? the don't even mention the title. I'm talking Goosebumps Two. <laughs> you didn't even see Goosebumps Two, you fucking yeah, liar! I did, Darren. I saw Goosebumps Two yesterday at two fifteen. Does it have Jack and Black in it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> have you seen the first one? Yeah, I liked the first one. I thought it was good. Yeah, like the first one. I mean, it's not great, but it's pretty good, you know. And then the second one, it's. Almost exactly the same shit, except Jack Black <laughs> only plays, like, a very minor role. Like, literally, so these kids, they have, like, a job where they pick up people's trash, like, junk out of their house, and they're two middle schoolers, and they're in this old house that I guess R.L. Stein used to live in 40 years ago, and no one's ever cleaned it out. <laughs> and they find this, like, hidden compartment in this fireplace, and they bring it out, and it's this box, and inside the box is a book, and they open the book, and they're like, it's just some dumb old book. Or he says, it's just some beaten up old book. And the pages are pristine, like white, <laughs> perfectly pressed. Like, <laughs> look like they just came out the printer. <laughs> and so they're like, fuck this. And they like throw the book down, and then they like turn away. And then they look back, and Slappy's there. Slappy the dummy. Oh, shit. No, not Slappy. So I think I counted six times that someone says... Like, you're the real dummy, or who are you calling <laughs> dummy? <laughs> that sort of joke. <laughs> uh, but then, uh... I mean, you had to know it was going to be a franchise. The first one yeah. did so well. Okay, so let me just wrap up the rest of it, because I've... Like, Slappy has, like, some ability to, like, bring creatures, like, Halloween stuff to life. Oh, that's why... And, that's so Goosebumps Two is a prequel to Halloween because Michael yeah. Myers was dead before. And yeah, Slappy brought him to life. So they discover that with the book, which like some bully stole. It's a long story. With the book, they can suck in the evil things into the book, and they're just gone. And then they spend like a good half hour of the movie running around with this book, like selectively opening it and sucking things in and it's like hey just keep that book open there's bad shit swarming all over just suck in all this <laughs> evil stuff like what are you doing just eventually <laughs> just gonna end up going over it and then accidentally getting sucked in and so i guess like what slap you wanted was a family and then it, the book wasn't finished so they call up rl stein and they're like well he, he's pretending not to be rl stein and they're like hey we found this book we need your help he doesn't call them back doesn't say anything. He just starts driving like an two hours into <laughs> New York. And then they're like, okay, we can finally fix it, whatever. They suck up all the monsters. And then at the very last second, Jack Black shows up and he's like, hey, I was here to help you finish the story. And he's like, I, oh. And the girl is trying to get into a creative writing program at Columbia. And she's like, has writer's block at the beginning of the movie. And so R.L. Stein is like, I guess you're a pretty good writer. You finished a story that I couldn't finish. And so then she's like, now I have the strength to finish my college essay. <laughs> but it's oh, just like, man. yeah, not good. Well, it is a kid's movie. I don't know how I feel about like, like giving critiques on kid's movies. 
I know how I like feel. They're not made for us. Yeah, but the logic of it should still hold up. Like, it's still it's true, a yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose, yeah. But there's this part where, like, Slappy pretends to be dead. And I turned to my friend, and I was like, yeah, he's not really dead. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> and then this, like, five-year-old girl behind us is like, he's going to pop up. <laughs> so, like, if the five-year-old's watching your movie, know what's going to happen. It might be a little cliche. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, what would you give Goosebumps to? Uh, let's stick with the theme and just give it a two out of ten. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, but one one more thing, and this isn't related to the movie necessarily, but at AMC, if you saw it opening weekend, you're supposed to get a Goosebumps 2 slap bracelet. You didn't get one? Oh, Not a participating are, theater, I suppose. Those are n- nearly, nearly naked wrists. Nearly nude wrists. Yeah, so I'm going to have to drop it down do. to 1 out of 10. I, I like, I've noticed that AMC's popcorn... They must be doing something with their popcorn because there's so few kern- there's so much fewer kernels at the bottom of the of the uh, of the popcorn bag than other competing theaters. I think part they have of like it, a kernel catcher in the, in the bottom or something. I don't know. I think part of it is like the AMC's I go to are very big, so they probably have like a large audience, so they like have more popcorn, you know. So just like there's gonna be more good stuff. And then the bad stuff will all be on the bottom, I guess. That's my guess. Yeah, maybe. I feel like they have a popcorn catcher thing. Probably. Alamo Drafthouse. Possibly. Is, nobody seems to like Alamo Drafthouse's popcorn, and I really like their popcorn. I like their popcorn. I like because they, they butter the shit out of it, and I love that. Yeah. Like, you get what you pay for with that, James. I went to a Alamo movie with my butter. friend, and she's like, yeah, go get popcorn. And so I get, like, a popcorn, and I got butter. And she's like, did you get butter on this? I was like, on the popcorn I bought? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, well, you can just eat the top. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I can eat the whole damn thing <laughs> of the popcorn I bought. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> anyway, Darren, I was just joking. Let's talk about... Uh, which one do you want to talk about first? Uh, let's talk about it in order of the ones I saw. So let's talk B-Tater first. All right, reverse order I saw them in. Okay, great. Uh, I liked it. thought it was good. Me too. Next. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was Joss Whedon who wrote and directed it, and then by the end of the movie, I was like, like, because during the movie, I was like, this is a lot different from... This doesn't feel like a Joss Whedon movie. That's interesting, though, because that guy did write uh, Cabin in the Woods. Oh, did he? Yeah. Well, it was pretty... I think Joss Whedon was, like, attached to it, or and maybe... Maybe not. No. Joss Whedon wasn't attached to it, actually, at I, all. I don't think so, but I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, that was a, that was a good movie. It. The only... The biggest issue I had with it was, like, how... It was so derivative. Like, it was very, very derivative. Can I tell you what I thought it would be going in? What? I thought it'd be... Did, I, did we talk about this? Uh, no. No, I don't know. I thought it'd be, like, if some alien came to Earth and only saw Fargo and then Pulp Fiction and was like, oh, okay, I get what human movies are. <laughs> like, this is the product of that. And you know what? I kind of stand by it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it had it had good it had decent characters, and I was super confused by John Hamm's 
role in the whole thing. Like, I think yeah. he might have just played as a vehicle to keep the singer there to, like, pull those wires out of the cars and then for the other people to figure out that people are watching them. Because, like, yeah. they, said, they said the cops are on their way and we never... The cops never show yeah, up. Yeah, that's, like, I kept at the end expecting FBI to show up and, like, have it be, like, they're spoilers, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah, big spoilers. Sorry. Have have them, like, kill, uh... Oh, fuck, who was the guy? Oh, uh... Oh, Jeff Bridges and then, uh, the singer girl, whose name I can't remember. But I, I remember. feel like... Yeah, they give him, like, so much of, like... <clears throat> He is, like, in command in the first part. Like, he's driving the movie up until he dies, and then it's just like, oh, forget about him. Forget about that, <laughs> all that stuff. Like, are you, Wait, are you talking about Jeff Bridges? No, John Hamm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, the whole movie is... I was like, okay, so this movie is, like, it picked... So all these characters, John Hamm seems to be the most prominent one. And then he just fucking dies. <laughs> and then he never yeah. comes back. Like, there's no other, like, backstory leading up to it or anything. It was just, like, I mean, other than, like, like uh, everybody's perspective on it. But, yeah, I mean. And everyone else got, like, some sort of scene showing their, like, like showing the singer. Which, by the way, I don't think this scene with the singer, like, where the guy's like, give me a year and I'll make you a star. I don't think that scene did anything for the movie. But at least she got that. John Hamm didn't get any of that. Yeah, he didn't get like, <laughs> you'll never be an FBI agent. You're always going to be a bad, a bad policeman. <laughs> you can't do a, a Cajun accent. Your Cajun accent sucks. <laughs> hey, it was JFK, right? Wait, what? In the film? JFK was the president? I, I think it was... No, on the film. The actual film that they had, the real. Oh, yeah, I don't know. It was just like two But people... it was JFK, right? I don't know. I don't... I That was one thing I didn't understand either. Was it JFK? I, I was like, what is on this film? It's I, gotta I be JFK. It, try, I was like, I get it. You're trying to be Tarantino by not showing your MacGuffin, but, like, what is it? It's like, JFK. I, I feel like it doesn't hold much it's weight. It's JFK. Are you guess, sure? Why do you think it's JFK? Well, because they're talking about his huge stature, that he was dead, but he died, like, fairly recently at the time of the movie... And they're talking about how, like, the idea of someone is more important than, like, the idea of him is more important than the actual him. Which, if you think about, like, First Man, he was the one, like, pushing for all that space exploration and shit. So, like, the idea of JFK being this guy who was like, yeah, let's go to the moon is very important to society. Yeah. Interesting how I saw how that was the double feature I did. And they were both around the same time. Like, they both Mm -hmm. took place around the same time. But yeah, that was that was one thing that I just could not get out of my head watching B Tater was that uh it was just like I was like this movie is like a Tarantino love note. Like this movie's just yeah. like so derivative of Tarantino. But I've seen other movies like that that are way worse. Yeah, no, it did like it was a good movie. It was enjoyable and I'll and I'll remember it. Like it was really memorable, especially like Chris Hemsworth's weird like american accent where he just like sounds atlantic like that was like perfect for the time because i think that's the only 
I'm I'm wondering if that's the only American accent Chris Hemsworth can do, and he didn't change his American accent at all because it just ended up sounding like an Atlantic accent. Yeah. Like you know, Atlantic accent being like the thing that everybody used to do in movies, like "Hello, sir, how you doing?" Nah, 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 nah. He kind of talked like that a little bit. Not that, not that heightened version of it, but he had some. I guess it is a wonderful life, Clarence. Like that. <laughs> Yeah, is that, and good, like, is that a good Jimmy Stewart? <laughs> yeah, that was great. Oh, Clarence! Oh, the boy, the the boy, the boy. They really do here. love me, Clarence. <laughs> like that. Yeah. I guess I'm better off living than dying, Clarence. <laughs> uh, I was gonna, I was out here to kill myself, but I'm gonna live because of you, Clarence. Oh, Clarence. You did it for Thanks, me. Thanks, Clarence. Oh, oh. Just you know, him you know how in that movie they say that every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings? What if it's the other way around? What if every time an angel gets its wings, a bell rings? Did they say that in that movie? Yeah. Oh. Anyways. Cool. <clears throat> Um, yeah, this podcast isn't sponsored by Waze, by the way. Any <laughs> Waze. Uh, um, I mean, yeah, it was good. And if I had never seen a Tarantino or uh, Coen Brothers movie, I probably would have been like, whoa, that was great. But, uh, those are solid characters, though. Yeah, I mean, like, it, it's on its own, it's good. Yeah. But, like, with that context, it downgrades it a little bit in my mind. And also, there was some stuff in it that I was like, how long do we need to see Chris Hemsworth walking through this field with his shirt off? <laughs> or, like, swimming naked in the sick, ocean? Though. What? <laughs> his bod was sick, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but he's also shirtless at the end, so, like... You think Charles Manson was that pretty at that age? Yeah. Probably. Otherwise, how could he keep all those women at his beck and call, you know? I just felt um, like if they cut cut it down a bit. I mean, this is the it's the same criticism I have of First Man. <laughs> it's basically like it was it was really good movie stretched out to be a good movie. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, sometimes with First Man, it did the thing. It's funny because I kind of joked about. I kind of joked about. Uh, Let's talk about that like, in a second. Let's talk about that in okay, a second. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, what's uh, your you what would you rate? What would you rate? I'd give B Tater. I'd give B Tater probably a seven point five. Six point three out of ten. <laughs> you give it a six point three. No, I'm just joking. Because there's that uh, video you sent us where that guy's reviewing that biscuit, and he's like, oh, yeah. based on what it is and the price, I'd have to give it a uh, six point three out of ten. <laughs> and that's that just so specific. Awesome. <laughs> Do you ever watch Report of the Week? He just refu- he just reviews new fast food stuff, and he, he films everything. He films him eating it and chewing it and swallowing it, <laughs> all of it. It's so funny. But yeah, he gives uh, reviews of fast food. It's great. I'd, prob- I'd probably bump... I'd give it like an 8, I'd say. Because I did enjoy it. Yeah. Quite a bit. Yeah. 8. I'll say 8 out of 10. Nice. I think like I liked it one point more than I liked it. Okay. Yeah. I'd oh. say I liked it probably half a point more than I liked it. You gave it 7.5, so... 
Did I? Yeah, pretty sure. Well, it's a seven. It's a seven. With you know appreciation, that... <laughs> it is a seven. <laughs> you know that kid from It who looks a lot like Chris Farley? Like a no. young Chris... Whatever. He's the guy from uh, Goosebumps 2. Anyway, let's talk first, man. I also really liked First Man. Also going to go into spoilers about First Man. Yeah, he gets to the moon. I probably should have... I probably should... Yeah, he gets there. He gets there. <laughs> and then he comes back. And then he comes back. Um. Oh, yeah. So what I was saying before is that, like, my joke about, like, it doing... <laughs> like, it, like... Like, going into long, realistic moments of Neil Armstrong's life. It did that. It did that in points when it needed it, and it kind of did it in points when it really didn't need it that much. But I think as a movie, that movie really works. I really like. I liked it more than Beat Tater. Yeah. Can I say like my biggest complaints? First of all, some of the cinematography really sucked. Like, did you notice? Oh, you didn't like it. Did you notice they would do like that the office zoom where they'd be like on a, in a big group and then like zoom in on someone's like reaction? But sometimes they would zoom in too far and then they'd have to like go back a little bit to, like, get them back in focus. And I... I will... Go on. I think they were trying to get that, like... Oh, yeah, it was filmed in the 70s or whatever, like, feel to it, you know? 60s. But that doesn't mean that it was successful for me. Well, okay, I... I sort of agree with you, but mostly not. I actually did like that. I liked the camera, whatever camera stock they used or whatever weight, whatever technique they were doing to film it with. I thought that was great. They utilized shaky cam a little bit too much, though. Yeah. Like, there were moments when it needed it, like <laughs> when they're walking into the into the ship for the first time. They're like up in there. Like When it was shaky, I was like, oh, that's... That would that's terrifying. That would freaking freak me out too. Like it's giving me anxiety just watching it. But then like there was something where he was like he was like playing with his kids or something and it was like shaky cam and I was like god no. Or, like, <laughs> he was like walking in the street with someone and it was shaky cam and I was like no, why would you why would you use shaky cam here? It's like just I can't I don't know what's going on anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I feel um, like some of it was trying to be, like, so overly, like, artsy and everything, where it's, like, when the when the camera work, like, draws attention to itself, it's doing a bad job, right? Like, can we agree on that? Yeah. When you notice the camera work. I mean, well, I noticed it, I noticed it a couple times during the movie, and I was like, oh, that's, that's a really good shot, too, though. Like, there were moments when I was like, that's... They did a really good job with that shot. I think the best shot of the movie is when he's on the moon and it does that huge pan all around. I I've love never, that. I've never seen that shot in a movie before. And it was like, for the first time, I was like, oh, he's fucking way out there. There's nothing. Like, yeah. There, there's well, other they, movies it, I feel like that try to capture that scale. And that movie did like that was uh, I've never felt that before. Oh yeah, I loved that. Like, uh, it was super wide, and like they did what a lot of movies don't do. And I think I'm pretty sure this is accurate because when you're in space, when you're actually in outer space, you can't see stars. Like you, everybody like movies always make it so like when you're in space, you can see stars. I'm pretty sure that when you're in space, you can't. It's just black. You can't see stars anymore because there's no light. There's like something about the light beams or I don't know like they you can't see them anymore 
So it did that really well, uh, where it's just like blackness and like the whole structure of the moon is visible in front of you. I might be wrong about not being able to see stars in space. You can look it up, Jake. Can you? Yeah, I can. Okay, thanks. Jake's gonna look that. One up. thing, <laughs> one thing that I hated, uh, and I have like one more big criticism I'll get to, but this is like, uh, and I get why they did it, but so I saw there was like an interview where Ryan Gosling said they didn't show him planting the flag because they felt like uh, Neil Armstrong felt like it was a human achievement, not an American achievement, and so they were like trying to be true to his character and everything. So I'm totally into that. I dig it. But I really wanted them to plant the flag, and then I was going to turn to my friend next to me and be like, like MTV. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't get to make that joke. That's a huge yeah, that's a huge demerit right there. Yeah, like honestly, one of the biggest flaws in a movie. Well, that whole movie, I was just like, I was thinking about how ironic it was that like, uh, <laughs> that like, People are like, dude, they faked the moon landing. Like, that shit was all filmed. And then I was like, no, dude, watch First Man. They faked the moon landing there to prove that the moon, the moon landing was real. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I don't know. My friend came up to me with some shit like that. Or a dude I used to work with. And he was like, dude, they did fake the moon landing. Like, like, did you see the flag? How is it waving? There's no way it could be waving. And, like, we looked at a picture. The flag's not waving. And not only is it not waving, it has a bar supporting it on the top. That's yeah. why it's flat on the moon. Is because they planted it and there was something to support it horizontally. Like uh, that. I have two things to say, Darren. First thing, you can see stars in space. Okay. But they don't show up in photographs because of, like, shutter speeds and everything. Oh, I got you. Okay, okay. So it's, pro- it's probably accurate that they wouldn't have shown up in the all that in the stuff. camera. Yeah. Second thing, uh, the movie Operation Avalanche, it's, I love this movie, I, it's so, so good, it's, uh, it's by the same people who did Nirvana the Band the Show, which I was telling you to watch, they play, I almost did, but on that website, I don't know what the first episode is, That's yeah, I, I can help you out at. with that, dog, okay, cool, but, uh, they play FBI agents who go to NASA, and they realize that, like, NASA can't doesn't think they can get to the moon so they like take it upon themselves to fake the moon landing but these guys they're it's like four canadian guys and they go to real nasa in houston and talk to real people who work there who don't know it's a film and because like all the nasa buildings are like of the time so it works and there's a scene where they're like talking to a guy about like faking the moon landing and this guy works at nasa today or, like, whenever the movie was shot, and he's like, oh, yeah, if you wanted to fake the moon landing, you would go to, like, the bottom of the Grand Canyon. And they're just, like, looking <laughs> at each other, like, "Are we? is he seriously telling us this at NASA? I mean, he didn't <laughs> say we went to the bottom of the Grand Canyon. I know, but it's just, it's just so dude. good for the movie. Yeah. But uh, that was shot... That was shot on, like, film and everything that would have been used at the time as it was shot like a documentary, you know? Okay. And I feel like that did a better job of like capturing the feeling of like a film shot at the time. I just feel like because there's sometimes when they use like actual home video, which that's cool. And then there's times when they use like IMAX cameras, which are so high quality. And then they tried to find like a weird in between where it's like high quality, but like, doing, like, shaky cam and, like, 
bad yeah, zooms that's exactly, and everything. Yeah, that's exactly what First Man did. Yeah. No, that's yeah. that's what I'm saying First Man did. Yeah. Operation Avalanche didn't do that. They shot it all on like film that would have been around at the time. You should watch Operation Avalanche. It's really good. Well, at, at that time, to make a convincing film to, that would... To make a convincing moon landing fake, it would have taken just as much effort as it... I know, Darren. I know. I'm not saying it was fake. I'm saying it's a very good movie about faking it. Just well, watch the movie. You, at, least, at least you know the Earth is flat, so there's that. Okay, the other thing that I didn't like about First Man... Is, is that, that when they show Earth from the moon, it's flat? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could see the curvature of the moon, and it's like, why would that, why would that be? <laughs> no, like, the, there's never, like, a real scene of, like... Act, I mean, there kind of is, but, like, the, the tension between Neil and his wife, like, doesn't really build. And then they decide to have, like, the, the huge climax of this movie be, like... I don't know if we're going to be able to get down onto the moon. We only have this much fuel and everything. And everyone's like, yeah, they make it. Hey, guess well, what? Guess what? They make it. You, it did. It does. It shows the, it, it gives a big climax to their relationship. Yeah. Like, but there's with, the point where she's like, talk to the boys. And she's like, I'm not going to fucking do it. But with you how long they it. drag out the, Oh yeah. They, they do it for a while. thing dropping. I would have rather had like seen parts of their relationship. Maybe, like, earlier on, so that that scene is, like... Yeah. That's a good point. I'm saying, if you're going to make the movie that same length, spend some of that time with Neil and whatever her name is. My friend was saying he did not really like the last shot, I think. He was, like, Of them putting their hands up? Yeah, he didn't like that. He was, like... He was like, I just didn't... He was like, I wanted something else to be the end. And I was like, I don't know. I felt like that was a pretty good closer, because, like, we already know... Like watching this movie, you know the end. You yeah, know? it's the it's one of the biggest events in history, and like, uh, you don't know that side of it where like you don't know whether or not like how his wife is after the whole thing. I mean, we never see him get out of quarantine, but um, <clears throat> I kind of I, I I like the last shot because I was like, oh yeah, it's it's back. You know, but like if the, nothing if nothing did happen like if if it didn't actually jeopardize their marriage after he got back then there's no point in faking it like it did you know yeah the second like he gets back and she's <laughs> like fuck you i feel like the second she walked into that room in my mind i saw them putting their hands up on that glass together and i knew that that's what was going to happen did you yeah, did you feel I, that as well it was a bit of a cliche yeah it was a bit of a cliche and like it's fu- but okay i guess like why would she do that? We never saw her and Neil like happy together, right? Like, well, yeah, but, but because when the the from the time the movie started, there was always the possibility that Neil was gonna go to space. From the second the movie started, they never had a good <clears throat> moment together that they could have included. <laughs> they sort of did. I mean, when they were like playing with the kids and everything, but but I don't know. but then Neil's friend dies, and it's like. Yeah, well, when his friend dies, she's like, oh, shit, I don't want him to go. And then the three guys die, and which also, this is just a societal critique, okay? Those guys were supposed to go to the moon. Neil Armstrong went to the moon. Those guys got screwed on some bad engineering from their team, 
It probably wasn't even them, and they got killed by them, and nobody remembers who they are. But we all remember Neil and Buzz, because they went to the moon. Two, Societal critiques. Two they, things. They died. Dude, first of all, in that scene, when the ship, like, implodes, some dude behind yeah. me, the second it, like, the, you know, it, like, crumples in, some dude behind me yawns. Like, a big, full-body yawn. And I was like, dude, are you fucking kidding me? Like, <laughs> like a sarcastic yawn? No. <laughs> I was like, this is like, are you kidding right now? <laughs> And then the second thing is, can you imagine, like, because Neil and Buzz go to the moon, and then one guy had to stay back on the ship. No one knows who that guy is. Yeah, I but know. But he's like, <laughs> yeah, I was, I, I got the third closest to the moon as anybody else has ever gotten. <laughs> I didn't yeah. quite get there, but I got really close. <laughs> and I helped them get back up and dock their spaceship so that we could get back to Earth. No one remembers me, though. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, pe- I don't know. It's, that's, yeah, those are societal critiques <laughs> more than uh, movie critiques. Yeah. But they're, it's just, remember those guys, you know? I don't even know their names. <laughs> and I saw the movie. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, what would you give First Man then? What's your general assessment? Uh, so I didn't think it'd be, I thought it'd be like a six. And I'd say... Really? Yeah. You weren't expecting much. Yeah. I'd say I'd give it like an 8.5? 8.25 maybe? Nice. I'd probably give it an 8.5. Okay. And I think... Maybe a 9 actually. 8.5 to a 9. And the 9... If I give it a 9, it's for the score. Because the score was The score so was good. really good. The score was really amazing. Um, Just like the end. Yeah, the score was like... Oh, it just brought the emotions to life, as uh, any good composer probably wants to do. I heard some um, guy, when we were leaving, he's like, Justin Hurwitz is the only reason that Damien Chazelle's movies are good. And I was like, okay, first of all, like, that's crazy thing to say, because, like, <laughs> Hans Zimmer probably could have made a score for this movie that was very good. It's not like Justin Hurwitz is the <laughs> only person on Earth. But also, like, yeah, a good director makes a movie that a composer wants to write a good score for and like it's so collaborative like what a fucking you only liked this movie for the score so if you stayed at home and just listened to the soundtrack you would have the same exact emotions you would feel the exact same way if you stayed home (laughs) he could just look it up on youtube and like that's not to that's not to discredit anything that justin hurwitz does because i think he is a very good composer oh yeah but it's like okay they work together like (laughs) Come yeah. on, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. That was a really good movie. I really liked it. That was one of my favorites of the year, I think. Um, are we going to do... Do you, do, do you want to talk about any other movies? Brief brief ones that I haven't seen? Um, I don't think I've... What else have I seen that you haven't seen that I haven't talked about? Because I have a segment... Well, we talked about a segment we could do this episode that I want to do. Totally improvised. How long is this I'm segment going to take? Idea. I don't know, like, ten, do you have to go? How long is this segment going to take? Like, five, ten minutes. Let's do, Not, if let's that. just pop, let's pop the segment, dude, let's pop it. Let's pop it, this is called Elevator Pitch. Oh! Oh! And, um, basically, this is a, uh, 
This is a uh, segment where uh, I'm going to improvise. Jake's going to say a word when I tell him to, and then I'm going to improvise a movie based on that word that he gives me. Okay, let me get the elevator music ready. Okay. <clears throat> All right, Jake, name a word. Chaney. Okay, great. Let's uh, let's act like we're getting on the elevator. Uh, uh, you first, sir. Oh, thank you. Uh, will you hit five for me? What, what floor? Five. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I'm going all the way up. I'm going to 30. I, I'm gonna oh, well, I'm going down. So, uh, which way is this elevator going? Uh, we'll, we'll find out. It'll go long ways, sideways, uh, up ways, down ways. Yeah, uh. Oh, this music is really good. Oh, man, it? we're at floor six already, I guess, uh. It was nice talking to you, wow. sir. I should, I, should, <laughs> I should start talking. Oh, no, we're going. Oh, wait. Sorry, I just pressed every button. I just <laughs> fell on all the buttons. Uh, we're taking every button. So, did, uh, just, hey, did you make movies? Oh, right? yeah. I'm a very famous producer. Uh, okay, but I'm great. Not, I'm, awesome. not the, so, I'm not the rape kind, just so you know. Cool. Oh, sweet. So, I'm saving this elevator. Awesome. Um, so, just so you know, I've been, I've been working on this movie. Um... Yeah, it's about uh, Lon Chaney, um, and I'm wondering, like, what do you think? Like, what I my idea was that like Lon Chaney, um, she, you know, she's got her got her whole career and everything. She's doing really well. She's a Hollywood sweetheart. Well, yes, she does have her a career. Her and Dick Chaney, her and Dick Chaney uh, start canoodling, but then you find out that uh, Dick Chaney and her are canoodling because he's time traveling back. Into our movies, and no, they're trying to keep it on the DL. And then there's a parallel I've got a question. there between Sir, the Marilyn Monroe. Can I just hold you off for a second? Sure. Who yeah. Do you think Lon yeah. What's Chaney that? What's is? that? Um, just just a just a uh, just a great just a great just a great hero. Just a yeah. Hero. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're almost to my floor. Can I just ask you what gender you believe Lon Chaney is? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, just a, <laughs> there's a gay relationship between Dick Cheney and Lon Chaney, but Dick Cheney doesn't want to let anyone know. Okay. I gotta be honest, I thought Lon Chaney was a woman, and I didn't know that until <laughs> you just told me that. Uh, so how do you, th- what do you think? Would you, are you going to make the mo- how much, what's my budget? Uh, well, you seem very well informed. You seem to have a... <laughs> <laughs> A firm grasp on the uh, content. So I'll give you uh, twenty million dollars. Oh, can I get twenty five? Uh, you know, it's a time travel. It's a time travel piece, so I could go uh, twenty two million. Twenty two point five. Ah, all right. Only, only no, so my okay. sw- America's sweetheart Lon Chaney could be recreated on screen once again. <laughs> Great. Great. I'm I'm so I'm so happy. Uh, um, uh, uh, we might need a, lot, a big CGI budget for to recreate. Ding! Oh, this is my floor. Uh, it was nice meeting you, sir. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you for the money. Um, I'll, later. I'll send some papers over. Okay. Great. Thank you. What a what a nice guy. All right, awesome. That was elevator pitch. <laughs> Sweet. That was good. That was my elevator pitch. I don't the I didn't I never gave a movie title 
next elevator pitch will give him a yeah. title. Do you want to do one today too, or do you want to just get get be the all? I can be the producer. I gotta next get out of here. Segment, but next, next time, time we can do, do some more. Okay. Sorry, Darren. All right, that's okay. I would didn't. I was I was just trying to keep time constrained. If Darren had just go. texted me back earlier today. I know, I know, I know, I know. I actually like how we're only doing one of these because how much because people can't yeah, handle. Yeah, they're two. too funny. Not, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, well, do you have any final thoughts? Yeah, don't fucking talk in movie theaters. Like, what the fuck, man? Oh yeah, someone was texting during first man. Not even texting, like surfing Pinterest, not Facebook or Instagram. Fucking Pinterest. I'm looking at food, and then they were arguing in Mandarin. Darren kind of has uh, Tom Hardy eyebrows. I don't know if I've ever talked to that about him. But, like, the middle of his eyebrows don't lift up at all. But the edges do. When, he, when you make that face, I mean. Like, Tom Hardy is Bane. This is supposed to be Zach Bagans from, uh, from... You look like Tom Hardy's Ghost Bane. Adventures. I will do this impression even though every other person on Earth can do it. It actually sounds better in this, I think. Oh. This impression is always used at parties. You merely adopted the impression. <laughs> I was born with it. Molded by I, it. I am working with Substitute Bane. Substitute Teacher Bane. Um, everybody does this impression. Do you have anything else to say, Darren? Uh, yeah, don't, don't get on your phone in a movie. And, like, don't sit in, like, if you're gonna be on your phone in a movie, sit in the fuck, all the way back. And turn your screen brightness all the way down. Or turn your screen brightness all the way down. (laughs) Both. Like, don't be a dick. Don't talk or text in movies. It actually matters. Like, it takes me, it takes other people out of the movie. People don't get that. Yeah, why the fuck would you pay to go be on Pinterest? (laughs) And go vote. Yeah, go vote. All right, I gotta go, Darren. All right, This has been Snickles. I'm Jake Smith. I'm Darren Smith. And remember... Vote for Strange New! (laughs) What'd that sound like? (laughs) Uh, It sounds great. Sounds like a swan song. Thank you.